but good. Okay, so um, I wonder if any of you know, have seen that verse before. Put your hand up if it's familiar to you. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, so it's a, we get it on Facebook feed, social media. It comes up quite a lot, doesn't it, this verse? We use it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, perhaps not, because there's something I want to say about this verse later on. But for the minute, um, where should we put it? i tell you what we'll do. We'll put it on the table over here, okay? So this verse is now on the table over here. All right. We'll come back to that in a while. Because I want to talk to you today about guidance. And it's really coming from um, what happens to a guy called Daniel. We've been looking at Daniel as a series together. And um, it's been very interesting hearing different takes on it. And the passage we're going to look at today is the same one that um, actually that Vladimir looked at a bit last week. But uh, so I want to ask you this first of all though. Do you ever ask these questions? Yes. Anybody ever ask that? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty common stuff. Yeah. You get the, the phone or the text and you go, oh, how am I going to reply to this? Or the letter comes through the, the, through the letterbox, the brown envelope comes through the letterbox. What on earth am I supposed to do with this? I don't know what to do. How can I deal with this? So what's your kind of response? Where, where do we go for? Where are we looking for the answers? Well, let's start off with that. We've got to go there, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> got to start with that, surely. How about this? Okay. We might do that as well. Oh, mum and dad? Might go and ask mum and dad. I've got one missing. Uh, okay. It's interesting because there was another one on there. Obviously, the Lord decided to take it off of there. It was a horoscope. Because, of course, some people go, go to look at their stars in the daily paper and say, okay, today I've got to make one of the most important decisions in my life. I'm going to open the sun and I'm going to read the horoscope and I'm going to buy my house based on whether Sagittarius is in conjunction with Taurus or whatever. I don't think we should be looking for answers to some of the big questions of life. Or any questions, really, just like that. For a Christian, we tend to look in other places. Are we including God in our questioning? Those who follow Jesus tend to actually include God quite a lot in those kinds of questions. Are you somebody who prays? Maybe you are, maybe you ask those kinds of questions. But Daniel had questions. This guy, Daniel. Let's just remind ourselves a bit about Daniel. I'm going to do it from the iPad, by the way. So, let's just remind ourselves. We've got this guy, Dan. 15 years old, we reckon. 
was grabbed from his homeland as part of a, uh, an exile thing. They, they, they invaded, grabbed all those guys, and they took him off to a country hundreds and hundreds of miles away. He was a long way from home, from his family, and everything he wanted to be part of. Everywhere he longed to be. Now this guy, he, he, he managed to keep his faith in the middle of it all. Surrounded by people who didn't believe in, in the God he believed in. And yet he still hung on. And not only that, he rose through the ranks in the king's court. And was able to really reach quite a good position. They asked him his opinion on stuff. It's 15, 16, 17, then 20, 21. And so on. At the time we rejoin this story today, this young 15-year-old boy is 80. Got some 80-year-olds here. Got some 70-year-olds here. I'm only 15-year-olds in the room, but we've got kids as well. I think of uh, of Adam and Angie's dad. How old is he? 12, 13, 14. When I was thinking about this young Daniel, I thought of our Daniel, the Daniel in our church community, and I thought, not much older when he first started. A good lad, seeking to do what he, he want, you know, he's supposed to do, seeking to follow God in the way a 15-year-old does. And now, 70 years on or so, this guy is still still in the country he doesn't want to be in. How does he feel? Hang on a minute, I've now served three kings. How long further? How much more have I got to go through? So maybe he's asking these questions. How long are we going to be in captivity? Is there anything I should be doing? What should I be doing in this situation? Maybe we should have a protest march. What do we want? (laughs) When do we want it? Now, maybe I should go on a hunger strike. Maybe that went through his head. Maybe I should try and escape and walk home to Israel. Maybe, maybe I should ask the king to let us go home. Actually, he didn't do any of those things at that point. And that's the point of this morning's kind of study. Because what I wanted to do was I wanted to really get us to have a look at what Daniel did because this guy was a good guy. He seems to be quite a wise guy and he may have some tips for us about how we should deal with it when the envelope comes through the door and we haven't got the blazes idea what we should do. Let's see what Daniel did in his situation about that. In Daniel chapter 9, could you go there? If you've got a Bible you can go to Daniel chapter 9. If you have, don't worry, most of what I'm doing is going to be on the screen as well. So we get to this. In the first year of Darius, son of... I can't say that. Ahasuerus. of Median descent, who was made king over the kingdom of the Chaldeans. So in the first... This looks like a diary entry to me. Doesn't it? It looks like, okay, when was it? Oh yeah, it was on the 4th of March, 2017. It's a diary entry. He's saying, this is when it happened. So he's trying to tell us something. He's, he's recording what's done off. Okay, what happened? 
In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of years which was to be revealed. So I read it off of this sheet rather than off the screen. Then I know what I'm doing. I observed in the books of the number of the years which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet for the completion of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So what's he done? He's gone to his Bible. Well, the Bible he had. Because of course Daniel didn't have the bit of the book. He's got about this bit. That bit, that side, hasn't he? Yes. And perhaps a little bit more, perhaps. But so he's got all, but most of that. So it's the law and, the, and, and and stuff like that. Okay. So he had that bit, but he also had the stuff that had been written only seventy years ago. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Thank you. So here we go. He looked in his Bible. And we're going to do the same. So, forgive me, we've gone to Daniel chapter 9, but we're now going to jump back. I'd like, if you've got a Bible, to jump back to... Daniel looks in his Bible. Jeremiah 29. You might do a bit of this, so keep with me. Um, if you're doing it electronically, see who gets there first. <laughs> so, Jeremiah 29. And... We'll, as we get there, we'll discover, actually, that this is the passage we were looking at at the beginning of our meeting. In a minute, you'll see, it's actually the same bit of the Bible where it talks about, I know the plans. But let's first of all see the context. So Daniel reads this. This is what Daniel's reading 70 years later. And he's got this stuff. He's going... Um, so these are the words of the letter where Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders. What, so basically what had happened was they gathered and grabbed all those exiles, including young Dan, and taken them off to Babylon. But they'd left some behind. And so Jeremiah was one of these guys. And he had heard that the guys in Babylon... Some of the guys in Babylon were saying, no, we've got to resist, we've got to form our own little clique. Nobody's going to get anywhere close to us. We're going to have our ghetto. Sadly, a little bit like some communities do even today, whether they, you know, all sorts of communities, because they fear being part of the society around them. We have it in this country too, don't we? They fear being not accepted by the community around them, so they form a little group. And that's what these guys in, in Babylon were saying. Stay with your own people. Don't you start marrying them or getting children by them or whatever. Jeremiah writes and he says, no. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, live in them, plant gardens. Have ye fathers of sons and daughters, take wives. Seek the welfare of the city where I've sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for its welfare and you will have welfare. Okay, so what, are we, what did he discover? What did Daniel discover when he looked in his Bible? He discovered this. Get settled. You're going to be here a while. And he was. Yeah. Get comfortable. 
marry, settle down, have kids. It's better that you find peace here rather than struggle against it. That's what God's saying to them. And then take care because there's guys here not speaking God's word. So that's what we've got so far. We've got, okay, this is, this is it. This is what you are up to. But he didn't end there. And this is the exciting bit because then what he says is this. Wow. As Daniel reads it, I'm sure he went, wow. <laughs> For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. The passage we see on Facebook, how often does it say, but you'll have to wait 70 years for it? Never. It never says that on those Facebook or social media things. God's got plans, God's got hopes and dreams for you, but you might have to wait a bit. But that's the reality of this passage, isn't it? Sometimes we have to wait. Certainly was the situation here. And then, but, 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 very important, but, after this bit, he says this. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. So it's conditional. Being rescued by God from Babylon was conditional on them turning to the Lord and praying about it. Okay. So, Daniel looks in his Bible and gains new understanding of his situation. And what he did, if you look back at Daniel 9, this is from Daniel 9, so I've gone from Jeremiah 29 back to Daniel 9. I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplication. So he prayed. We've mucked up, he says. Us Jews, us Israelites, we've mucked up big time. And then he says, this has happened. In all Israel has transgressed. We've not, he says, something about an, an oath in the law of Moses. What's on earth is that all about? And the significant, this is significant because Daniel, as he's praying, is drawing on his experience of the Word of God and in life. Just as this man is doing, after however many years of following God's Word on his life, he is listening to God, seeking his will to follow him and finding a new ministry in his life. There's a lesson there which comes directly down from Daniel's life. And what we see here is that there was a promise. A promise way, way, way back at the beginning. In Deuteronomy 29. Yes, I am making you go all the way back there. And there's a reason for it, guys. I'm not just dithering about the Bible for my dedication or whatever. 
There's a purpose to this. Because I want you to understand that God speaks to his people. And when we need to know God's will for something, instead, actually, instead of fumbling around trying to find the curtains, he does reveal. Okay. In Deuteronomy, this is verses 25 and 20 to 28. He's, God makes a promise. Let me just give you a bit background. God makes a promise to his people and says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do good by you. I'm going to give you good things. I'm going to make some fantastic stuff happen for you. You're going to live in a land which he says literally flowed with milk and honey. I'm going to be great. You've got to follow me. You've got to stick by me. You've got to walk with me. Otherwise, it will all go pear-shaped. <laughs> and in fact, this verse here, down here, and he says it very strongly. They went and served other gods and worshipped them. Gods whom they've not known. And the Lord uprooted them from their land in anger and in fury and in great wrath and cast them into another land. Why would that be significant to Daniel? Because that's exactly what happened. Because they mucked up, because they haven't followed God, they found themselves in Babylon. And that's what Daniel's referring to in Daniel 9 about the oath and promise in that. So, okay. Moving quickly on, how does Daniel respond in prayer? This is just beautiful. Look at this. Oh Lord, here. Can you imagine yourself in a situation at home and you've had a, something really difficult happen? I think you could say a prayer like that. I can see you saying a prayer like that. Listen, take action for your own sake. Oh my God, do not delay, because I'm in great need, Lord. My family's in great need, Lord. Please, oh Lord, because I'm called by your name. I'm one of your people, Lord. Please answer me. Please give me what I, uh, I need in this situation. That's what Daniel prays. So Daniel finds guidance by, first thing he did, he went to his Bible. Yeah? Then what did he do? Sought God in prayer with all his heart, saying sorry for the sins that his people had committed. By going to the Bible as he prayed for further revelation and insight. Okay. And, woo! God responded. Man, did he respond. If you've read uh, Daniel 9 before, you'll think, wow, this is just astonishing. But anyway, we get that. Kapow. What happens is that he's there, he is praying, he's praying, he's praying, he's praying. And suddenly, that happens. Gabriel shows up. Now, can I just say that I ain't promising that if you're seeking God for some issue in your life, that the angel Gabriel is going to turn up at your door. If you're a younger woman in the room, that might make you worried anyway. Because <laughs> um, um, this is the same guy who turned up and told Mary. Actually, do you know what I saw? This is a digression, forgive me, but I like that. Do you know why I like For you are highly esteemed. 
That's what Gabriel calls Daniel. Isn't that lovely? What did Gabriel say to Mary? You are highly favoured. Probably the same word. Isn't that great? Where did he get that from? Look, at the beginning of... Hang on a minute. At the beginning of your supplication, at the beginning of your prayers, not the very end, Daniel only had to get dear loving father out of his mouth and God in his mercy was sending an angel. At the beginning of your supplications, the command was issued and I have come to tell you, this is the, this is the angel that stands in the presence of mighty God and he is sent to tell Daniel, I have a message for you. I'm going to give you some wisdom. I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you. Okay. So what does this teach me? I better do this bit. I've missed a bit out of Let's go back. What did he tell him? What was going to happen? Well, because I'm running out of time, and because it's quite weird... I'm not going to hang on in the next bit too much. But basically what happens is, and you'll see this in Daniel 9, towards the end of the, of the chapter, he gives Daniel a message which says, in a little while, you guys, I promise you, you guys are going back to Israel. And it's not long, it's not 70 years, it's very soon. And just let me tell you this now, okay, because I know this, because we've already studied this as a community. That's exactly what God did. We were looking as a church community at another guy called Nehemiah. And also, yes, you remember this? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Nehemiah too much. <laughs> so, the people of Israel, most of them, lots of them, not all of them, it has to be said, went back to Jerusalem because the king said they could. So what's that? That's an answer to Daniel's prayer. It's an answer to Daniel's cry. How did he do it? He turned to the Bible for wisdom. That's the first thing he did. If you don't know the Bible very well, ask someone for help to advise you. Because this is what we can do. Pray. Own up to any mistakes you've made. Come on. Let's be upfront with God. Own what we've mucked up. Or maybe even just say, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, Lord. If I've misheard you, I'm sorry. If I've mucked up, I'm sorry. Commit to getting stuff right in the future with God's help. Listen, this is the Gabriel moment. And we're not promising Gabriel as a church community, but we are. And actually, do you know what? I think we get too complicated about the supernatural. You see, because Gabriel was an angel of God, a supernatural being. But... Christians believe that we are filled with the Holy Spirit and therefore can hear God speak into our lives actually direct from God in our heart. 
Isn't that amazing? And he does. He speaks to us. It may be just the quietest whisper. There's a brilliant moment in the Bible where God turns up for a guy called Ezekiel, wasn't it? And he says, I'm going to show you myself. I'm going to reveal, God said, I'm going to reveal myself to you. And there's this great big earthquake, a roar and a whatever. And God wasn't there. God wasn't there. And then there was a, something else, a fire. Yes, great big fire outside the cave where he was. God wasn't in it. And then there was this tiniest, tiniest whisper. And God spoke to Ezekiel. So as you are at the kitchen sink thinking, what on earth am I going to do about this? God speaks into us with a whisper. Please do share any insights you gain. It's always valuable to do that. Okay, so you're standing there and it, you've got the letters come through the, through the desk, through the, so you owe this much money. And you, you stand and you pray and, you, and then you, you decide that God has told you that you're now going to be a missionary far, far away from your brown paper and letter bill. And you're going to China or whatever. Can I just suggest it's probably worth checking that insight out with somebody you know who trust you trust before you go putting in the application. Okay, and don't forget to give thanks to God. We like to hear about those things too. So insight, turn to the Bible, pray, listen, share and give thanks. That's what we've learned from this guy Daniel today. Good, isn't it? Hopefully valuable to you. It occurred to me that some of you may never have asked God for help very much before. Some of you may not have asked God for help for a little while because you've kind of got on with it on your own. Because it just has seemed easier. But actually we've seen it's not that difficult. So I thought what we could do is that if you wanted to, you could join in with me. I'm going to pray a prayer. This is the prayer. And you can say amen at the end if you want to. And that's the first thing we're going to do. Okay. So I'm going to read this. You don't need to join in. You can just say amen at the end if you want to. God, I need your help. To be honest, I've messed up. I don't know what to do. I'm really sorry. I know that I am loved by you and you want me to live life by your plan. I'd like to try and follow you, Jesus, to let you guide me and to put you in charge. Please, Lord, be my guide. Be my help. Be my friend. Amen. Now, if you prayed that, and not really ever prayed something like that before, let someone here know so that they can pray with you as well. Um, we're going to um, just pray for 
I want to sing a song. Um, I realised that the song I was going to sing um, wasn't in our catalogue, so um, I'll have to think of another song rather quickly. Um, Jesus Be the Centre. So if you could find Jesus Be the Centre. And we'll sing it with, I mean, if... If you can do that, if you can do that, okay. I, oh, bless you guys. I, I landed this on them. So, um, and what this this bit of what well, I just want to share this with you. If any of you are facing a challenge right now, you need some guidance from God. Hey, I'm looking at all of you now. Okay, every single one of you, no matter how long you maybe you've been following Jesus. Every one of us sometimes gets the brown envelope through the letterbox or gets the text we don't know how to respond to or is in a situation we don't know what to do about. I want to just suggest that maybe we, as we sing this song, you ask God for that wisdom and you commit to listening for his voice. Yeah? Um, Jesus, be the centre. prayed that prayer as we uh, sing this song don't forget that you can pray these words too in the song and afterwards can I just recommend that all of you who've kind of responded or you if you have a need go and ask somebody to pray with you don't let this moment if you've prayed that prayer for the first time or if you've prayed it and it's been a long time since you've really asked for help maybe you will just turn up just go to somebody in the church community and say would you pray with me i just prayed that prayer and i need god's help and if any of the rest of you are singing this song because you've got an issue when we finish singing the song go to somebody ask them to pray with you for help